Welcome to Live in Everett Podcast, where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm Tyler Chisholm. And I'm producer Henry J. Thanks so much for joining us on episode number 107, which is brought to you by Milltown Credit Union. With spring here, are you looking to improve your home but have no equity? Look to Milltown Credit Union's unsecured home improvement loan. You can learn more at milltowncu.org or visit them at 3201 Broadway. Okay. So on today's episode, we're going to be sharing some events from the weekly goodness. We're going to talk some trash, more to come on that. We're also, uh, we have an interview with Megan Wolf from Girls on the Run, and then we're going to play another round of Everett Community College trivia. Let's jump in. Let's take a look at some events happening around Everett from the weekly goodness, a weekly email newsletter we send out every single Monday. So, uh... Henry, why don't you kick us off with your event pick of the week? Oh, sure thing. So, well, mine's kind of serious, but I think it needs it needs to be uh, to be seen for sure, and I think it's a great thing. Um, there's a Holocaust Survivor Forum at Everett Community College that's happening Wednesday at 12.15 p.m., and EVCC has been doing this for a long, long time, and I just think that it's very cool because, you know, Holocaust survivors are disappearing, right? They're They're dying of old age things like that pretty soon in our lifetime there won't yeah, be any totally. more survivors so i think firsthand oral history of the holocaust is pretty amazing right and so we need to see these things and we need to um internalize them and you know i guess think about them especially this in this day and age so wednesday at twelve fifteen p.m at evcc the holocaust survivor forum nice yeah it's super cool they're doing that i love the uh, events that Everett Community College puts on. They put on a lot of good stuff. Uh, Tyler, how about you? You may want, speaking of Everett Community College, we may want to cut this out. We may want to leave it. I went there on a walk. (laughs) He can't even contain himself. I I was on a walk over the weekend, like two or three weekends ago, and I'm walking through, and there was like a lecture happening, and there was just an erection draw on the whiteboard and that's all it was. It was just an <laughs> erection. <laughs> oh, <laughs> kind of so class was this? <laughs> and it was like in the big, uh, like auditorium thing it, in the it, middle. Oh, right? like Jackson hall. Yeah. Whatever. You know what it is, is that they do a safe sex week. So, oh, so that was probably, a, yeah, that's probably what it was. I remember walking by and being like, is that, and it was like, I was in the distance and it was coming into focus. <laughs> I was getting closer and I was like, no, wait a minute. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's funny. And then I grabbed my phone because I was going to take a picture of it and send it to you guys. <laughs> and then I grew up and just kept walking. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm sorry. We went from Holocaust survivors to that immature thing. I am a jerk. Um, all right. I'm going to do the 90s night at the uh, Historic Everett Theater, which is this Friday. So there's a bunch of 90s alternative artists that are coming, including art. Um, Alex Zakis. Alex Zakis from Area Clear. Thank you. And members of Marcy Playground, Eve Six, and Fountains of Wayne. I don't know about you, but Everclear was my jam in like the fifth and sixth grade. And yep, Eve I Six, too. I know Brian Bradley from the band I Will Keep Your Ghost loved Marcy Playground when we were younger, too. So I think that's going to be pretty awesome. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I'm only like a hop, skip, and a jump away before I'm going to Tulalip to watch cover bands. <laughs> Mm. (laughs) uh gauged uh by my interest on this event anyway friday 8 p.m historic every theater 90s night that's what i'm doing there you go 
And I'm going to go with uh, the food trucks are back. Uh, food truck Fridays start at the Port of Everett this Friday. You can, uh, let's see, sample food trucks at the Port of Everett every Friday starting at 11 a.m. So, uh, yeah, apparently that is going to be a regular thing now through uh, the spring and summer, I'm guessing. I sure hope so. So, uh, yeah, and we, uh, we haven't really announced it quite yet, but very soon you'll be hearing more details about the Food Truck Festival we'll be putting on uh, this summer. We're going to be bringing it back. I uh, haven't done it since 2017 and got some new uh, exciting components uh, that we're going to be adding this year. So uh, definitely have food trucks on the brain around here. Indeed we do. So I want to say to the port for this Food Truck Fridays, be really cool if they did food truck at night food truck din din something like that because when i originally put this into the copy linda didn't change the start time so it was from like 6 to 8 p.m and i was like oh man that's awesome like go roll <laughs> down there i could get dinner from a food truck rather than lunch because that stuff is like so heavy sometimes you know totally like the, the only thing you'll need after eating lunch at a food truck is a nap right so I don't know something sure. to think about, you know, or late night food truck. That's something. a great idea. That is a great idea. Do that on a Saturday night, you know, just indeed. Saying. Well, that's what we picked out for this week. For more details and to get the weekly goodness sent directly to your inbox every Monday, just go to liveinever.com slash subscribe. All right. On this week's life in Everett, we're going to talk some trash. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We're, we are going to be talking about trash, uh, tips and tricks to help out our city's sanitation workers. So let me just um, cue this one up. Um, did anybody see the Herald article about recycling that just came out? I think it came out this morning. I did about an hour before we were recording. This. <laughs> I, I didn't see it. Fill me in. Okay. So um, China. Sorry, you can't see my Donald Trump impression <laughs> over here. <laughs> You got to see the hand movements to go with it. China is no longer taking our recycling. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know the exact reasons, but I, I know that in the past we would send a lot of our recycling to China, and they would process it there. And uh, so that's not happening, or it's not happening as like loosely as it used to. So they're cracking down on what's recyclable. And uh, one thing that is unique to us in North Everett is Rubitino is our sanitation company. All of Everett, except for a little slice is Yeah, a little slice is, okay. Is that true? I thought it was... That's what Linda, I, the notorious LWB said. Okay, yeah, because she's... I think it's the vast majority of Everett. Okay. She's in Holly, and there's a part of Holly or one of the really southern neighborhoods okay. that is waste management. But okay, so most of Everett is Rubitino. Yeah, like 90%. So that means most of Everett is still doing the archaic <laughs> <laughs> three recycling bin system, whereas waste management is all commingled in the one blue bin. Right, and let me say, I just moved out this weekend, and the three bin thing, the bins are so small, if you move out or if you buy furniture, or if you have more, if you make more waste than those three bins really sucks and totally. it's everywhere and it's all over the street if it's windy or anything or if it rains it gets disgusting which is what the herald article is kind of talking about totally and it used to be with this archaic three bin system um <laughs> that when you created too much cardboard recycling let's say like when you buy a couch or something from ikea and you could just kind of fold up the box and put it by the bin and put some 
like kind of weighed it down and they would take it. Not anymore. Right. Now it needs to be small enough to sort of fit in the bin. And so a couple of years ago when we were doing the food truck festival, I was talking to um, the city of Everett's trash person. <laughs> um, Dire- pub- director of sanitation yeah, or something. No, public works um, environmental person. And they said that Rubitino, the reason they do the three separate bins is because they used to broker the cardboard somewhere else and the plastic and can somewhere and the mixed paper went somewhere else. Whereas waste management just sells everything already commingled. And so now with China no longer taking our recyclable, I wonder if Rubitino is going to start commingling their recycling. I really hope they do. Me too. That would be cool. But um, the Herald article is really neat because it kind of gives like a human. We were talking about this this morning in our in our morning meeting is that you put your trash out to the curb and then you forget about it. Totally. And you're, and you're only invested in trash further than that when your stuff doesn't get picked up. Totally. Yeah. So it, it follows a, I think the, he's a young guy. He's like 20 years old or something like that. Follows a sanitation worker around for a day and talks about how literal garbage the, the job can be. Sometimes he's getting like chew spit down his arm. He's getting warm beer in his mouth from like people not dumping stuff out or totally not yeah. cleaning food out. It's here's the yeah. thing that I think that is so surprising to me and kind of worth us talking about this is just remembering that some human being has to deal with your trash and your recycling, uh, bins are like, different than the trash can which usually gets picked up by a machine and dumped in the top but the recycling bins a human being has to go into your alley or whatever pick those up and sort of dump them into their res- into their respective bins and i think just like remembering that will help you be a better person about like rinsing your stuff out um also the other thing that's shocking to me is if your recycling is contaminated at all with like food waste or garbage then it basically just ends up in a landfill anyway. So what are we doing here? It makes me feel really <laughs> bad about the peanut butter jar I didn't clean out the other day. <laughs> I know. I know. It's been a huge eye-opener to me. I mean, I listened to, uh, I think it was like a 99% Invisible or like a Live and Everett, not Live and Everett, This American Life podcast a few months back that talked about uh, our recycling system and how like nobody cleans out their food waste and that actually makes most of the stuff unusable and just end up in landfills. And I feel like that podcast mixed with this Herald article is just like, okay, that's it. No more cutting corners. You know, one thing that's been really helpful for me is my wife is actually 10 times better at recycling than, than I am. She's always like pulling stuff out of the garbage. Like, why are you throwing this away? This can be recycled. But one thing she did that's really helpful is, um, you know how there's like a whole bunch of different kinds of plastic. There'll be like little numbers on the bottom. And, um, so she put up like a little sign, like right next to our garbage, like under the kitchen cabinet. And so I can always reference that to figure out like which number of plastic is like recyclable or not. Ah. That's a great idea. Yeah. I feel like we're going to have to follow up in the show notes of this episode with some sort of directory to tell people what's recyclable and what's not. But generally speaking, pizza boxes go they're not recyclable. They go in your yard waste bin. And Rubitino will leave them in your alley because <laughs> that happened to me. Totally. And I was like, all right, fair enough. Totally. Milk cartons, not recyclable. Soy milk cartons, not recyclable. All that stuff ends up in, uh, all that goes in the garbage. Cans, recyclable. Most 
plastics are recyclable, but you should totally wash out the mayonnaise, take the label off, take the peanut butter out. If you are somebody who chews tobacco and you spit tobacco into your beer bottle or whatever. Gatorade bottle. Yeah. <laughs> rinse it out. That's disgusting. You don't, some humans can end up with your chew spit all over them. And, uh, you know, just be a better person. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I like the, um, this is like, we're, we're like humanizing the, the garbage man, right? Like we're taking garbage note person. That, sorry. Yes. We're humanizing the garbage person, taking note. Garbage that, yes, people. This is a, an actual person that is coming through and physically removing all of our recyclables for us. And so I, I don't want to deter too far from that. I am curious how your guys's, um, bins do getting placed where you left them. That's one thing that always, uh, kind of gets to me is typically my stuff is like left in the middle of the alleyway or like <laughs> strewn about that. Uh, it's always kind of an ongoing joke of like, okay, well, if it makes you feel any better, cause I know you've got beef with Rubatino everywhere. They leave your recycling bins. I think in the Herald article, it said that the guy makes like a thousand stops each morning. It's something like that. Yeah. yeah. A thousand yeah. stops. And they're moving crazy fast. It's like Santa. It's like, that's a <laughs> Like crazy amount of work to do. You got to be moving at like a million miles an hour. Garbage it's Santa. True. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm sure they have their days. Um, I don't know. Old house. It was fine. New house yet to be seen. My stuff is always put back right where it needs to go. The other thing that was surprising about this Herald article though, is cardboard isn't supposed to get wet. And so they want you to put your recycling bins under something covered, but mine are just out in my alley. What yeah. am I yeah, supposed that's to do? Challenging. You almost need to, build or have like some little rack or like awning or something maybe which sounds like a pain but it, <laughs> it would be cool if you know somebody listening or somebody who's at rubatino would call us and totally. let us know these things because i'm sure not the three of us have these questions but i'm sure a lot of other people do as well i feel like i don't know i yeah. feel like that information is not totally ready like what do how do we keep our things undercover when we don't have cover what would you like us to do put cardboard over the top of all three like a piece or cover it with a blue tarp that our neighbors can all stare at yeah i don't know <laughs> what do you what do you want us to do uh, i don't know four two five three four one three seven or three seven three one four two five three four one three seven three one end of segment <laughs> no wait it's not the end of the segment <laughs> um is there is there anything else i don't know i just feel like i feel like i want to live my life in a way that has minimal impact on the environment and minimal impact on other people's lives. And I feel like recycling and getting good at recycling is a great practical way to do both of those things. And I think that our audience feels the same way. Totally. Let us know. How do you guys feel? You got uh, any good tips? Uh, send them our way. Drop us a line on social media. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, the number Henry said, which again is 425-341-3731. We also wanted to... Um, give a quick shout out to our buddy Ryan Villasanti who sent over a, a pretty good question that I think we're going to circle back to for next week's life in Everett. Cause there's quite a bit there that could be talked about. Uh, but we just wanted to share that briefly and, uh, maybe you guys have, have some thoughts around this. So he said that I've slowly been getting more Seattle friends to think more positively about Everett and some have even been coming up here to hang out on weekends. They see the potential and think it's pretty cool. But one thing many have asked me, uh, 
and he says, I don't have an answer, and I've been curious myself, is what's up with all the empty storefronts in downtown Everett? Um, and th- th- that is a really good question because there are quite a few empty storefronts in downtown Everett. And I think there's a number of different factors there, but that's something we're going to talk about more next week. If you guys have any thoughts, any inside knowledge about those empty storefronts in downtown Everett, send those uh, thoughts and tips this way, and uh, we'll be excited to uh, chew on it some more. We're looking at you, Dan Ernesty. Leave us a voicemail. That's right. There we go. Drop us a line, 425-341-3731, and we'll be back with our interview with Megan Wolf from Girls on the Run right after this. It's inventory clearance time at Judd & Black Appliance. Save hundreds on overstocked appliances and barbecues, plus get 0% financing for 18 months. Save up to 40% off floor models and closeouts. Don't miss the inventory clearance sale now through Sunday at Judd & Black Appliance, your hometown appliance store. Hello, Henry J. here with Garrett Hunt and Megan Wolf from Girls on the Run. Thank you so much for being on the Live in Every podcast today. Thanks for having me. So my first question to you is, how did you get involved with Girls on the Run? Maybe a little bit of backstory about Girls on the Run in general, too. Yeah, so I got involved with Girls on the Run down in Seattle seven years ago. I had quit my job as a transportation planner when my son was born. Um, Not a fulfilling job at all, so... I was stay-at-home mom for a year and had a great time with it and then hit the point where I just really wanted to do something for me, um, get out of that mom bubble. And so I found an organization that really fit with my values, um, inspiring girls through running and um, working directly with the young girls. So I volunteered with them for about three years um, and then just absolutely fell in love with the program. It changed my life. It changed my perspective on myself, my self-confidence, and I saw what it gave the girls. And um, when I got the opportunity, I brought it here to Snohomish County, which didn't have a program. So I started the council up here. Very cool. And maybe talk a little bit more about Girls on the Run in general. Like, what is it about? I'm not really, I mean, I, I put this outline together. I put these questions together, <laughs> but in your own words, it'd be cool to hear. Yeah. Um, girls on the Run is a program specifically designed for girls in third through eighth grade. And we have two separate curriculums. We have one designed for elementary age and one designed for middle school because the girls are dealing with different issues at those ages. Over the course of a 10-week season, which our season runs March through June every year, twice a week after school, teams of... Uh, 15 to 20 girls at various schools throughout the region um, gather with volunteer coaches. So each lesson entails a healthy snack, a lesson about um, something the girls are dealing with, and running. So throughout the course of the season, the girls are training for a 5K run. So they're running and playing active games, learning what it means to make healthy choices about their life and their body. Um, but we also work with them on life skills. So the lesson I was visiting just the other day was talking about how to handle peer pressure in healthy ways. We want the girls to leave our program with a set of tools to navigate um, their day-to-day life and those various challenges that are thrown at them every day and as they're growing up. So we hit on um, how to stand up for yourself and others, um, how to handle bullying, um, how to handle their emotions in healthy ways and communicate how they're feeling to their friends and family what healthy friendships look like, how to give back to your community and um, be an active member in that um, community you're a part of. Our girls lead a community impact project as a team that they pick what they want to do. So a lot of um, animal-based projects, helping cats and dogs is really popular at this age. Um, And the girls lead that project. So they leave our our program with a sense of giving back to the community they're a part of too. Wow, so it's just like a a big 
um, positive like enrichment program. Yeah. Our goal is that girls um, leave feeling confident in making healthy choices about all aspects of their lives for themselves instead of letting their friends or family or the society make those choices for them. That is very important to learn early for sure. I wish I did. And you said the meetings are once a week? Twice a week after school for an hour and a half. So it's quite a bit of time and we have to fit in the running. So, (laughs) and then you said there's two different curriculums for the two different age groups. So is it like third through fifth grade is like one curriculum and then like sixth through eighth is the other? Yes. We have some elementary schools that it still includes sixth grade. So like the Edmond school district, sixth grade is still in the um, elementary age. So we include them in our, what's called our girls in the run program. And then our middle school curriculum, which is either six through eight or seven and eight, um, is called our heart and soul program. Nice. And then why running? Uh, I I like how you worded this question, Henry. Why not powerlifting (laughs) or another physical activity? (laughs) Yeah, running. um, I believe running was chosen uh, because it's a really simple thing for all kids to participate in. You get a pair of shoes. You can run on a team. You can run by yourself. You can run with a friend. Um, It's not something you need a lot of infrastructure to do. Um, A field, a blacktop, a gym, it all works. Running down the sidewalk. Um, so it's pretty accessible for any girl in our program to be able to participate in. Um, the goal of the running piece is that it's, it's non-competitive. Our girls set their own goals each day. So it's not like you're trying to race your friend. Um, especially at the middle school level, we reach a lot of girls who don't want to go out for a sports team because of the competitive side of it. And so we're trying to teach them that, um, being active makes them feel good and gives them confidence. And maybe at the end of it, they like running and maybe they choose something another activity that they want to do in their life that isn't running, but they've learned kind of that, those lessons about being healthy. So what are some of those benefits of instilling the value of fitness in young women? Yeah. So I think it's hard to read the news or look at society right now without seeing the need for building girls up, building their confidence up, letting them know that their voice and their choices are really important. Um, we need girls to grow up knowing that. And I think where running comes in and the fitness piece of it is, um, really teaching girls that, um, they don't have to fall into the regular, um, what might be called our girl box, what a typical girl might like. Um, they get to decide what that looks like. And so by letting them run in a way in a team environment that is non-competitive, it's fun. It's all about feeling good and having self-confidence. Um, we're teaching them that they can go out in the world and make those choices for themselves. Um, and so as they're getting hit by a lot of ideas around what they should look like, what they should eat, how they should dress, this gives them some power to make those choices for themselves and to feel confident in that. I love it. It's awesome. So this all culminates at the end of like a season, right? Right. With the 5K. Yes. And that happens once a year at Everett Memorial Stadium? Once a year. This year it's on June 1st. And um, we start and finish on the track at Everett Memorial Stadium. Um, It's really fun for the girls to get to finish on the track under our finish arch with people in the stands. Um, And this year our course will leave the stadium and go out and back on Oaks Ave from the stadium through 24th. Um, and so that'll be really fun. It'll be an out and back. They'll be able to see their friends running. Um, we'll have some fun stuff out on the course and before with Funco and the Seattle Storm and the Jet City Roller Derby all involved with mascots and nice. um, fun activities for the curls. So wait, you're running just down and back Oaks? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to run right past my house. You should set up a cheering station out front. Maybe I will. That'd be awesome. Just be out there with bottled water. It'd be great. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's awesome though that you know you get to go out and run around every memorial it's so beautiful over there and yeah we love that spot and this year we'll have a food truck there and a coffee cart and all our sponsors will be there and the girls when they first start and leave the track they get to do a loop around um the the aqua socks field which is always fun too because don't always get a run around there (laughs) yeah totally that's awesome um do any of our Everett and Mukilteo school district schools have programs? Yes. And, um, we've grown enough. We have 719 girls enrolled right now throughout Snohomish County, um, that we're in 42 schools throughout the County in seven different school districts. We have quite a few sites in the Everett school district and Mukilteo. Um, but I cannot recite all of them from memory. <laughs> do you guys have like a website that we lists do. them all? Yeah. Yeah, so our website is just girlsontherunsnowco.org. Okay, nice. And all our locations are on there. What is the age range for enrollment? Yeah, so it's third through eighth grade, depending on your school. So the Everett, um, all our Everett locations are elementary locations. So those are third through fifth. And um, in Muckleteo, we have one middle school program at Voyager. um, And so that is the middle school age. And then the rest are elementary age. Nice. So maybe for somebody who's hearing this that wants to get a program into their school, how do they go about doing that? Yeah. So right now is a great time. We have the program going. Um, If you're interested in seeing it in action, coming to our 5K on June 1st is a really fun way to see what it's all about and kind of the celebration of the hard work. Um, Watching our girls cross that finish line, for a lot of them, it's the first time they've ever done this. So it's pretty spectacular to watch that um, and see how full of pride they are. Um, and then just reaching out to us and letting us know what school you're a part of that you want it. Um, kind of how we operate is we're experts on our program, but we need a person that's an expert on each individual school. So we call that person our site liaison. It might be a teacher, a counselor, a paraeducator, or an administrator, or a very involved parent at a school that gets really excited about having our program. And that's the person we'll work with to get it up and running at the school. Very cool. And then where can people find more about, find out more about Girls on the Run? Yeah. So we have our website and we are on Facebook and Instagram and it's Girls on the Run Snow Co. is our handle. Cool. And you said the website was girlsontherunsnowco.org. Correct. Perfect. Anything else you want to share before we sign off? No, we, um, you know, for our 5k, we're always looking for fun volunteers who want to be out there helping us out. Um, it is a really fun event and it's not a super long event cause it's only a 5k. So, um, that's another thing that you can learn more about on our website. Awesome. Cool. So yeah, if you want to help out, definitely contact them. Uh, it sounds like a really awesome thing that you guys are doing. Thank um, you. like I mentioned, my, uh, before we started, my my daughter is uh, still only eight months old, so she's a little young. But I'm thinking, man, when she gets older, yeah, it sounds like a fantastic program. I we'll love be it. here for her. <laughs> awesome, cool. Well, hey, thanks so much, Megan. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Shopping for a new appliance? Let the PUD help you find the most energy efficient products and do your comparison shopping from the convenience of one site. Get a PUD Smart Reward up to $100 when you buy an eligible clothes washer, dryer, fridge, or freezer. Check out smartrewards.snowpud.com. It is time for Everett Trivia. Back again, Tyler, an absence last week. We did not play Everett Trivia in your honor. Ooh, sorry about that. That's Feel bad. But now we're back. We're going to run down some questions from Everett Community College. Garrett has, a, I believe, a three-point lead no 
Dang, I think no it, I believe way. it's five to two. Seriously? Yeah. That's messed up. I believe in you, Tyler. I have actually been keeping track on my on my calendar on my desk. I've been nice. tallying up. So it's awesome. First question. How many students received scholarships from the EVCC Foundation last year? How many students received scholarships? Seventy five, one hundred, one fifty, or two hundred? This is last year from the EVCC Foundation. Tyler doesn't have a pencil. <laughs> I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, just realizing wait. that. I'm just waiting for Garrett to finish writing. Yeah, I'm not. That means Tyler has to say all his answers first. Okay. So, okay. That's fair. That's a good way to do it. Okay. Because so you've got yours written down. All right. I'm going to yeah. say 200. I said 200. You're correct. It's 200. Nice. That was, that's your, the Chisholm school of thinking or the whatever. The Chisholm theorem. That's right. Uh. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, it, oh, it says here, there's a little note, uh, the EBCC Foundation Benefit Breakfast um, happens every year. You can RSVP at everettcc.edu slash foundation. When is it? 200 scholarships. doesn't say. Oh. Uh, oh. My wife Esther got a uh, scholarship when she was going to Everett Community College. Nice. It's pretty awesome. I may have, I don't know if I ever got one. I got I a lot of grants. It. I was a grant kid because I'm independent. So, nice. nice. Yeah. So how much does a Washington State student enrolled in 15 credits at EVCC pay in quarterly tuition? Speaking of grants and things like that, how much uh, an in-state student enrolled in 15 credits, full-time student, how much do they pay quarterly in tuition? $1,339, $3,201, $4,756, or $5,000? $32. How much? So well, I, I know how much it cost back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> it just for inflation. So 1300, 3000, 4000, 5000. And this is said for tuition for quarterly tuition. Okay. So we're not talking like books or no lodging or any other. No, no, no. That stuff. Just tuition. Full time student. This is uh Are you typing right now, Tyler? Yeah, well, Tyler's over there like over there? Hey, no Googling, man. What are you doing? Are you Googling? <laughs> He's got a spreadsheet I'm, up. I'm not Googling. What is he doing? <laughs> Alright, I know what it is. Are, are you I am in with David Byers right now? Is Stop he, that. No, he, I was actually looking up what the trash monster's name from Fraggle Rock was. Because <laughs> we were talking about trash <laughs> monsters earlier and so I was kind of thinking about it. All right, All right. The answer is A. I went with A as well, even though it seems a little low. $90 a credit, I think, is what it what it, Right? It's A. It's A. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like, I thought I remembered it being about 500 per class. And yeah. uh, I don't know. Did it like go down a little bit or maybe I'd. Yeah, I think it's been like $90 a credit for like a long, like a long time. I mean, that's what it was. And I was there like four or five years ago and. I think hmm. I was just talking to somebody and it's still about 90 bucks credit. Yeah. Pretty, pretty darn affordable. Pretty darn affordable. As far as college goes. Here's a sports question. And I didn't know this, which is pretty, pretty cool. In 1941, EVCC students selected the Trojan as the college mascot. What was one of the other mascots in consideration? The Sasquatch? Hold on. Hold on. I got a joke coming. Eagles, Seahawks, or Otters? Gosh, I could not think of another condom brand name. <laughs> <laughs> or Durex. <laughs> there it is. 
lifestyles. Um, Jeez, expert. You know? <laughs> okay. Sorry. So what was one of the other mascots before they picked the Trojans? Sasquatch, Eagles, Seahawks, or Otters? I hope it was Otters. Otters. I'm, I'm not guessing that, but I'm hoping for it. It's a cool name. It's like the Seagulls is like, I don't know, Sierra went to Everett High and she's like, Seagulls, like, it's so lame. And I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. The it seagull is awesome. the coolest yeah. mascot. Especially how he's drawn. He looks like Popeye. Totally. You know, yeah. The old school. I've always oh, thought I that it. was the coolest mascot. So it's either Eagle, Otter, Sasquatch, or what's the other one? Seahawks. Hmm. Ready when you are, Chisholm. All right. I'm going to say, gosh, this is just a wild guess. And I'm going to say, I know it's going to be wrong, but I'm going to say otters because I just want it to be otters so bad. I said uh, eagles. It's going to be eagles. I know it's going to be eagles. Both of you are wrong. Please tell me it's... Sasquatch? It's the Seahawks. Yeah, I knew what? it was going to... I knew it was going to be everything. That just seems wrong. I guess. Although, I don't even know if the Seahawks were a thing yet. Back no, in that, was, that was 41. Yeah, that's long, long time before we had an NFL team here. Mm. Okay. Seahawks were 77, I want to say. Same, same year as the Mariners, I think. Wow, he's a sports expert and a condom expert. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> what doesn't he know? <laughs> Okay. My resume is long and convoluted. <laughs> Jeez Louise, what's wrong with me today? I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's go home, Gary. I let's just, get out of here. All right. <laughs> I just had, I should tell you this, of Joseph Erickson, maybe he's listening. I met up with Everett City Council candidate Joseph Erickson last week, and he's like, you know, you guys have been getting a lot better at your podcast. I've been listening for a while, and you're... You're just getting better at it. And he's going to listen to this and be like, what? <laughs> well, there's a couple steps backwards. <laughs> That's okay. You can, you can retract that statement <laughs> if you want. Do you enjoy living Everett? Would you consider supporting us with just $1 per month would go such a long way in helping us continue to tell stories about good things in Everett every single week. If you want to learn more, you can head over to patreon.com slash live in Everett to donate today and help support live in Everett. Thank you for hanging out on the live in Everett podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please help others discover it as well by subscribing on Apple podcasts and now Spotify leaving a review if you'd like to drop us a line you sure can podcast at liveandeverett.com or leave us a voicemail 425-341-3731 thanks for joining us today special thanks to megan wolf and all our ralph army for our theme music as well as to our producer mr henry j good things happen in everett because of you so thank you so much for listening and being a part of our wonderful city have a great week everyone this is why we're ever till the gray